0: Welcome to the Hot Corner Show on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with your host, Dr. Ray, the softball-playing chiropractor and the official chiropractor of ISPS. And Manuel T. Ferrero III, the commissioner of international slow-pitch softball. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS radio podcast channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the hot corner.
1: Hello, 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 everybody. How we doing out there? It's your host here, Dr. Ray, the softball-playing chiropractor, as dubbed by Softball Magazine. Big shout-out to them. I uh, Want to go ahead and welcome everybody into the show here tonight. Got a great show again. Man, it's football season. I can, I can feel it. I can taste it. I can smell it. I'm living it, baby. It's football time. We got to know everybody's excited about it. We got a bunch of teams already signed up for the Hot Corner Listener League. We're going to be talking fantasy sports here again tonight like we always do. We're going to be talking about some of the recent injuries. If you guys have already had a draft, your team may already be suffering. There's been a lot of people going down. Even without contact, this is something that we're going to talk about a little bit here today on the show, Um, as well as uh, the health topic tonight is actually going to be about getting back into working out after being inactive. So, As you guys know, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so how fast does it take for you to lose it? How fast does it take for you to get back into things? Uh, These are some of the things that we're going to be talking about. Uh, So if you're interested in getting back into shape or know somebody who's been out of shape for a while and time for them to start making those changes again, it's going to be a great show to call in. So if you have questions about workouts or anything like that that you're curious about, feel free to give us a call here on the show. Again, the call in number is 347-637-3978. If you want to talk to myself, that's Dr. Ray. If you want to talk to our co host, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. MF3, Manuel T. Ferreiro III, the lion that made a lion. Maddie, are, how are, are you,
2: you, are, you <laughs> are you introducing me or is that just our fans uh, clapping because you're talking about me, brother? <laughs> I'll tell you what, people,
1: you just say MF3 and people start clapping everywhere. It's crazy. It's the MS 3 phenomenon. <laughs> you see, I can't help it. It just happens. It just I love happens. it. I love it.
2: I love it. Yes. Sir. I love it, brother.
1: How are you, you doing tonight, my friend?
2: Dr. Ray, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing uh, fantastic. As always, uh, I want to give a, uh, greetings and salutations to all of our listeners out there. And our listeners from uh, MSL Radio, Miami Sports and Lifestyle, give a shout-out to Darren. He was on our show a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, man, excited to talk to David again, bro. I, I think David is going to be a uh, a regular on the show, especially during, uh, during NFL season. Uh, I'm excited. He just took out – I was looking over it and uh, – Man, we don't have a lot of dolphin wide receivers in the in the top seventy well, in the top seventy, yeah, but not in the uh top ten or top twenty uh of wide receivers, man. Um so we're gonna talk to David about his his uh, list of top twenty wide receivers in the NFL and that could help out some of our uh fantasy football listeners as well as myself. I don't know about you because you're an expert, Doctor Ray, but uh I, uh, I'm going to be taking some notes.
1: Well, sir, it's always good, as I mentioned before, to take notes. And and if you ask me, there there really aren't any experts. You know, it's impossible to predict the future. Um, and, and, baseball, and football, excuse me, is very similar to fantasy baseball and also to the stock market. I mean, you want to buy it. You know, we've said it before. You want to buy low. You want to sell high. You want to speculate Sometimes those speculations don't come true. Sometimes they do, and you look like a genius. Sometimes I I remember one year I had Rex Grossman um, when he was balling for the Chicago Bears, and he was just number one quarterback in the league, this and that. I traded him for Thomas Jones, and everybody was like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. After that trade, Thomas Jones went on to have a career year, and Rex Grossman threw like an average of three picks a game after that trade. I ended up winning the league and looked like an absolute genius. I had no idea that was going to happen. I just said, you know what? I like this risk. I'm going to take it, and I did, and it ended up working out for me. It could have gone the complete other way. Thomas Jones could have torn ACL getting out of his car the next day, and who knows? You you don't know what's going to happen, but again, you know, it's good to speculate, And, and a lot of these experts, when they agree on something, that's really what you're looking for. So what I would say is if you're taking notes, if you guys are out there trying to figure out how to formulate your team and what to do, You know, just look for a consensus. You know, if you you look at some rankings and you see one guy has a receiver, let's say Randall Cobb, let's say somebody has Randall Cobb ranked, you know, in the top 10 wide receivers, and then somebody else has him ranked in between, you know, say, number 25. That's a really big inconsistency. You have to wonder why might that be. Um, again, it could be because of league specific settings. There's all different kinds of things that, that, that can affect that, ra- that ranking, but it's important to try to understand that and to figure that out. So I would suggest go with guys that, you know, are going to be consensus, you know, throughout the board, throughout the experts and, uh, you know, <clears throat> in the early rounds, at least in, in the later rounds, you can take your flyers. If you have a feeling about a guy, that's the time that's when you want to make it happen, you know, but other than that many, take your notes from David today. Go online, look at everybody Definitely. else, see what they all got to say. Check out magazines, you know, get it from different sources because you've got to do that that research in order to really, really be on top of things. But, uh, again, that's if you guys are out there, you know, playing for money. There's daily fantasy football leagues now. There's all kinds of stuff. Here the Hot Corner Listener League, we're doing a season-long fantasy football league. Uh, we're trying to maybe even get up to even 14 teams uh we i believe we have eight teams uh locked in there right now we want to try to get the uh, league filled up by the end of this right. week if not next week um so that we can go ahead and uh get that draft scheduled. again we want to do it on a wednesday night here so we can do the first couple rounds on the hot corner um and we do want to get it done before the season which is right around the corner um so if you guys are out there listening and you want well, to get involved well season start, dr ray uh, you know what, That's I don't know the exact date, um, but I do know that we've got three weeks left of preseason games, um, so my guess is in a little bit less than a month we're going to have the season opener. Um, I don't know the exact date. I'm sure David will be able to tell us a little later on, uh, probably something we can research here quickly as well as find out too, but uh, I'll tell you what, Manny, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to break down a little bit more of uh, fantasy football, and we're also going to touch a little bit on fantasy baseball as this is, I believe, the final week before the playoffs. So uh, go ahead and hang on one second, and we'll be right back talking more fantasy.
0: Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS radio podcast channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347 637 397 now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the Hot Corner.
2: Yo, Dr. All Ray, right, I'm, looking right? at it, um, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, Thursday, September 10th. Uh, Steelers versus Patriots. That's the first game of the season for NFL. <coughs>
1: Yes, sir. There you go. So uh, I'm just inside three weeks. Um, <clears throat> and again, Patriots, who knows what's going to be going on there? I know that there's a timeline, I believe September 4th, which is just uh, six days before that, a little bit less than a week before that opening date. And that first game with the Patriots is when the judge is supposedly, supposedly going to try to have a ruling uh, for this, this case between the NFL and the NFOPA and Tom Brady. Um, and then, so we should know what's going to happen with Brady within a week from the season, um, which is a little bit difficult because most drafts are going to be, you know, taken care of by that time. So you can take a lot of risk in your draft by going with a player like Tom Brady a little bit earlier. He is one of the most highly touted quarterbacks. Again, or, depending on the, leagues, on the league or, scoring, you know, that's something that you got to look out for.
2: Or someone from the Patriots, you know, even a wide receiver or even Gronkowski because if, if Gronk – does not have uh Peyton uh payton manning oh, about me uh tom brady you know he's not gonna be as effective I don't think as with another with their
1: second string quarterback, correct Dr. Ray? Uh definitely. Um you know, well that can go both ways. It depends. Some players um will actually benefit from having a second string quarterback in there. You know, sometimes the running back will will actually benefit from it a little bit because the quarterback will struggle to make reads, and he won't read the, the defense very well, excuse me. And what he'll end up doing is, is a lot of dump-off passes. You know, so sometimes this can help certain players, and it can also devalue others. So it really depends on the system. What I would recommend is uh, try to watch as many of the Patriots' preseason games as you can with Jimmy Garoppolo. Look at the stats after the game. Look who he's targeting. Look who's getting a lot of looks and that's really how you can figure out how this might affect the Patriots team. So this is something that if you end up planning on drafting Brady and if you're saying, all right, you know what, people don't know what's going to happen with Brady here, I want to take him as my quarterback, think about when to take him, what players to take surrounding him, those kinds of things. you got to look at what's happening a little bit in the preseason. I know there's a lot of experts out there that say, hey, preseason doesn't matter. I could have the best preseason in the world and then get cut right before the season, which is completely true. But at the same time, in a situation like this, you've got to have something to go off of. So I would say look at the targets, look at the looks. I think preseason, that's a little bit more of kind of what matters there. Not necessarily the stats, but kind of what's the flow of the offense. Do you notice that the quarterback is looking somebody's direction one way or the other? Um, and that's really where you might get an idea. Who knows? He might end up throwing every single pass to Gronk just because of the size and, and because of the athletic ability from him. And, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to throw him open. You know, Gronk can kind of get himself open once the ball's in his vicinity. So that may be something to, again, it could it could increase Gronk's value. You just never know. Um, but you do know what it's like with Brady in the game. Uh, it's just difficult to figure out when Brady's going to be back in the game.
2: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, professional expert advice exclusively right here on ISPS Radio on the Hot Corner Show with Dr. Ray. Uh, <laughs> but, Dr. Ray, so you're saying the, um, the verdict comes in on the 4th. The season starts on the 10th. Uh, I know that we have that seminar on the 9th. So uh, the previous Wednesday is the 2nd, which is before that verdict, man. What do you,
1: what do you think about our draft? Well, I think that that's going to be the date of the draft. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll have a little bit more news. You know, maybe, we'll, maybe something will leak about which way the judge is ruling. Depending on how the case is presented and what's going on, we may have a little bit better of, idea, of an idea of how things might get swung um, and in what direction there, whether in ruling of, of Goodell's uh, original four-game suspension or whether they're going to reduce it to two games or one game. The thing now is that there's tons of mixed reports. Uh, the hard part is that with social media, it's very difficult because every reporter wants to be the first reporter to go ahead and break that news. Uh, but sometimes they'll break it ahead of time. You know, just a, a couple of weeks ago, there was, a huge, there was a huge deal that happened where uh, Carlos Gomez supposedly was traded to the Mets from the Brewers for uh, Wilmer Flores. And, and Wilmer Flores read about it on Twitter in the middle of the game started crying in the dugout because he was like, man, I thought I was a part of this team and so on and so forth. Turned out that Carlos Gomez wasn't dealt to the, to the Mets. So all that stuff happened. And, and, you know, the GMs for the Mets looked like they were horrible people because they left Flores in for the game. And normally when a player gets traded, they hold them out, you know, so there was all this stuff going on. And it was simply because, you know, one reporter got the story, didn't get the whole story, leaked it. And, you know, all of a sudden there was this whole hoopla. So, you got to be careful again right when things first break. Sometimes I like to get a little bit more of a, of a confirmation. Uh, I like to hear from multiple sources, but in that case it happened it just took the the, you know, it took Twitter by by uh Firestorm there and it really just took off and it ended up being incorrect. But again, it, it's not irresponsible reporting. It's it's just, you know, a leak that they got out a little bit early and and everybody wants to be the first one to report and You know, I don't blame them. That's how you get your followers. That's how you make your money. That's how you do what you do. So, but you got to look out for things like that, you know, and in this case, there's going to be a lot of speculation about what's going to happen. So, you know, be careful. Make sure that if you have a source that it's a trusted one. We got a great one here on the show for you guys and David Dworker, you know, he's on the sidelines with the Dolphins. So anything going on with the Dolphins, you can definitely trust what he's got to say because he's seeing it firsthand. Um, So that's great. We're going to have David on the show here in a few minutes. Uh, but right now, wanted to remind you guys, we've got we've got actually nine confirmed teams. So I misspoke earlier when I said we had eight. We've got nine teams open. So we're looking for nine teams confirmed. We're looking for five more. We've got a couple more that haven't uh, renewed from last year. Shelley and Fisher. I'm sure those two guys are going to get in. Manny, we got to get them on the, got to get them on the horn. We should probably call them live from on the air and ask them what the heck's going on here. How come they haven't renewed yet? Um, we'll have to see what's going on. Maybe we'll put those guys on the hot seat since it is the hot corner and we'll see what's going on. But uh, maybe we'll get our producer to work on that. But uh, anyway, Manny, what do you think about uh, fantasy here? What, what's your – I know you said you don't like to talk about this stuff on there, but have you have you heard any new news? Have you heard anything here's, uh, going here's a on? New, this uh,
2: here's a new breakdown on my team. We are going to be staying away from New England Patriot players.
1: <laughs> so your strategy is just avoid it completely. I think it. it's a good strategy. Avoid
2: it's it. It's a completely, good strategy, brother. Well, you know I'm a big any... fan,
1: many. I hear <laughs> No, I hear of course. I'm a big fan of just letting the draft come to me and trying to stay ahead of it and those kinds of things. I I never really have an actual I'm going to take this player or this position or so on and so forth. It really depends on the runs that are happening in the draft and those things, but uh. Anyway, I did want to break down a couple of big injuries. Uh, two players went down with an ACL injury um, today, as a matter of fact. One has a huge impact on fantasy. The other one, not so much unless you're in an IDP league, but it does definitely affect the Miami Dolphins, and maybe we can talk to uh, David Dork a little bit later about that as well too. But Louis Delmas, safety for the Dolphins, went down today in a non-contact drill. Um, and he tore his ACL, so he's probably out for the year. Um, and this is actually the same injury that he suffered last year in December. So uh, poor Lewis, he's a great player, but it, you know he's struggling to stay on the field right now. Um, and that's definitely a blow to the Dolphins' defense because he's a, he's a heavy hitter back there. Whoa, we got, a, we got a call, text, or tweet, Manny. What do we got? Hit me.
2: No, Dr. Ray, um, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Joe Sidoti. Uh, Joe underscore Sedolte. He says he's listening in on the app. And uh, that gives gives us a uh, great um, opportunity to mention to everybody that we're now live on uh, the Apple App Store. I'm not an Apple user. I know, Dr. Ray, you're an Apple user,
1: right? An iPhone user? Yes, sir. I do. I actually just Um, just moved over to the iPhone 6 after fighting with Sprint for about four or five days. That was fun.
2: (laughs) Well, um, the ISPS radio Apple iPhone app is currently um, now free, available on iTunes. And Joe Sidoti, he's saying that he's listening in on the app. So this gives us a great opportunity to mention to everybody that now iPhone users could download the app for free. Just look for it, ISPS Softball, and uh, click on the radio button, and you'll be able to listen to all of our 178 shows, Dr.
1: Ray, 178 shows, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, wow. It's, i tell you, we've got to have a party planned for the, for the 200th episode. We're going to have to get uh, whoever is the president at the time on the line. Uh, so, Manny, you got a lot of work to do. I'll get right on it, Dr. Ray, right on it, sir. <laughs> excellent, excellent, very good. All right, well, um, again, just wanted to keep you guys abreast of these injuries. So Louis Delmas went down, and then also one of my favorites, the guy that was just a beast last year, the main hookup for Mr. Cameron Newton, Kelvin Benjamin actually went down today as well, too. Um, and that is a big, big problem for the Carolina Panthers. I don't know what it is exactly that they're going to go ahead and do, but, you know, they drafted a, a rookie in Darren Funchess uh, who might be able to step in and make something happen. But I'll tell you what, right now, that Carolina Panthers offense is looking like it's going to be a problem. I don't know who's going to step in and who's going to fill in, but somebody's got to make something happen because Benjamin going down means that Cam Newton's favorite target just went out. As a matter of fact, Cam uh, Newton targeted Kelvin Benjamin more than any other rookie last year since Anquan Bolden in 2003. So that's that's 12 years of rookies coming in that didn't get more looks than Benjamin got last well, year. You know, let me and see. he had 1,008 yards and and nine touchdowns. That's a big loss to the Carolina offense.
2: Well, let me tell you something. We could ask uh, David Dwork. He was at the. Uh the Dolphins and Panthers uh, joint practice. Maybe we could ask him uh, a little bit more about that. And also, man, I don't know if you saw the Cowboys and the Rams, man, that, that big, big fight that broke out in their joint practice. Um, that was a big fight. And I, yeah, I think uh, I think the NFL is going to do away with those joint practices, man. What do you think about that?
1: I'll tell you what, I, I really would not doubt it. Um you know, Des Bryant got punched in the face again. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows? I, I like the idea of the joint practices because, you know, it, it gives you the, the ability to really work against somebody else and prepare you. And when you're playing yeah, against I, your I own team that. and practicing, well, I mean, I listen, whether you're, whether you're practicing against another team or you're practicing against your scout team, you still run the same amount of risk for injury. Um, Not, the only difference is, uh, is that you, you got something to say?
2: Yeah, man. I was going to disagree with you there, Dr. Ray, man. And, and I don't know if I'm, you know, who knows? Um, but man, the other people could come at you a little bit stronger. You know, there's, I think there's more probability of you getting hurt or fights like this breaking out. But now that I think about it, there was a fight broken out in, in, in a closed team practice the other day, right? With, uh, Gino Smith.
1: Exactly. And that was you know, his it own teammate. Listen, here's the bottom yeah, line, Yeah, football is a crazy sport, man. It's football. It doesn't matter what team you're playing. You, it, all these locker room fights happen. I mean, it happens all the time. You see players blowing up at coaches, coaches blowing up at players. It's just – it's such a heated battle that your emotions sometimes get the best of you, and, and that's what happens, you know? Um, same thing like we talked about with David last week with Ndonik and Sue. You know, he just – he's never had anything off the field. It's only been on the field when he's let his emotions get the best of him, And that's kind of what happens. And, you know, like I said, you want that competition. You want these people coming at you as hard as they can because you play like you practice. And if you're not practicing at a hundred percent, if you're practicing and and they're giving you, you know, they're giving you the edge or they're, they're letting you take something, you know, that's not helping you at all. You know, in football, you want to, you want to practice harder than you would play because, that's going to end up being what your muscles remember. That's going to be how you react and how you respond in a game situation. So, you know, if you put weights on <laughs> when you're practicing, that's an advantage. Because when you play, you're going to be used to something that's harder. And that's why practice is so hard for football. You know, that's that's what it's all about, my man. But uh, anyway, now that we're talking about that, talking about getting into shape and those kinds of things, uh, I tell you what, we have plenty more to talk about baseball, fantasy, all that stuff once we get David on the line here. Why don't we go ahead and shift gears a little bit here on the Hot Corner, take a quick break, and come back and talk about our health topic, about how to get back into shape after being inactive. And then after we uh, hit up our health topic, we'll be right back with David Dwork uh, from CBS Miami, the lead sports writer, to tell us all about uh, his new article about the top 70 NFL wide receivers and also about some of the fighting going on in these joint practices that we just mentioned. So anyway, we'll be right back real quick after this, talking about how to get back into shape after being inactive.
0: Tear Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive. Preventive and personalized. Frontier Spine and Healthcare. Area code 786 353 HEAL or www353 healcom
1: All righty, welcome back into the Hot Corner. It's time to talk a little bit of health here. Again, we try to keep you guys educated and informed and most of all entertained. But I think today's topic is a real good one because, especially in softball, we have a lot of weekend warriors, a lot of guys who, you know, they were athletes in high school and then, you know, life happens, you get busy, you have kids, you got to work, you know, you start to lose time for the gym and so on and so forth and it becomes less of a priority. But then all of a sudden you hit that point, you realize, you know what, I just don't feel good anymore. I, I used to have energy when I got home. I used to feel good. I used to wake up and be ready to rock and roll and lately I've just been feeling down. I've had bad energy, uh, you know, and also you you might notice that your game suffers a little bit. You're not getting to those grounders or those or those line drives you used to. You know, you're starting to feel more pain after games and so on and so forth. Maybe you're feeling injuries a little bit more often. You know, these kinds of things. These are all things that happen when you stop, uh, you know, working out and keeping your body in good shape here and, and just remember that a body that's in motion is going to stay in motion, all right? So if you guys keep moving and you keep moving, you don't have to keep starting over, you know, but for you guys have, that have stopped and you guys that haven't been active, you know, how long does it take for your body? Let's say you're working out every day you've been working out every day for your whole life. You know, after about three months, your body is already deconditioned to the point where if you were to start working out again and pick back up right where you left off, you actually have a really high chance of injuring yourself again. So one of the things that I want you guys to know about is if you've been inactive for a period longer than three months, and that means not exercising, not doing any cardio, not doing anything, then you need to start out as a beginner again. And depending on your previous fitness level, that can really affect this time frame. But one of the things that happens is your muscles are going to take longer to recover in the beginning. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that, Just takes time to get back into. As a matter of fact, if you haven't been exercising for three months or more, then what ends up happening is it takes your body about six weeks to reacclimate to exercise. So for that first six weeks, what I generally recommend to my patients is don't even lift a weight. As a matter of fact, just do body weight. Do calisthenics. Do these kinds of things. Work on flexibility. Work on a program where you're going to get a good general warm-up in. All right, that good general warm-up again could be five to 10 minutes of a very light jog if you don't have any knee or back problems or or neck problems or disc herniations or anything like that. That's a little bit higher impact. If you do have any related injuries in the knees, ankles, hips, any joint injuries like that, you do want to keep your warm-up to low impact. So low impact would be like recumbent bike or, or, you know, working out on the bike there, elliptical, these kinds of things. Uh, Possibly even a Stairmaster, it all depends. So these are all things that that you can do as a warm-up once you go ahead and you get that warm-up going then you're ready to go ahead and start doing a little bit more of a specific workout all right so a great thing to do when you're working out and getting back into it is to make sure that you're always training every part of your body equally i can't tell you how many people work out chest and and abs and biceps And don't work out back and the back part of their shoulders, the rear deltoids and these things. You've got to have balance when it comes to these exercises. It's extremely, extremely important. So a general rule is this. What I recommend mostly is to split up your your workout or your lifting days once you get back into lifting after those initial six weeks to an upper body workout and a lower body workout. Generally, one to two exercises for each muscle group I say two exercises for the larger muscle groups with our chest, back, and quads, and then one exercise for all the accessory muscles like the biceps, the triceps, the shoulders, you know, the calves, the hamstrings, the other muscles like that. I would devote an entire day to the core section, to working out the lower back and working the erector spinae and those, and those muscles in your back that, that most people generally neglect, And this will really set you up for a very strong foundation because one of the biggest problems that we have, one of the biggest problems that we have is that once we start working out, we can develop muscular imbalances. And when we get injured, we have to take a a break and we lose all the progress that we've made. So if you have been one of these people that notoriously starts your workout programs up and then you get injured and you have to stop again, you're doing something wrong. Okay, Uh, number one, I would recommend going to see somebody that can help you out. Um, Again, a professional similar to myself, somebody that has experience. I was a personal trainer for seven years. I studied exercise physiology in addition to all the chiropractic and the internal medicine that I do. So I have a really good understanding of how the body responds to exercise, recuperation times, building these programs. But these are just general guidelines. Of course, when you're working with a professional, they can recommend something that is tailored specifically to you. Any injuries that you have previously had or anything, you got to work that in. you got to prehab and rehab these uh, these injuries so that you can, again, not have to take time off because when you take time off, all the progress that you've made, you lose. So when you start working out, remember that you want to just try to build consistency, build habits, and these things. So here's your timeline. If you have not been working out for more than three months, spend six weeks on literally doing push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, lunges, calf raises, uh, ab exercises, crunches, supermans for your low back, uh, these kinds of exercises so that you can strengthen your core, strengthen your foundation, get your body ready to really get into some exercise. After those six weeks, it's okay to start lifting, but when you lift, you want to make sure that you don't stretch before you lift, that you stretch after you lift, because if you stretch before you lift, you're actually already causing some damage to your muscle. And you should also never stretch unless your muscles are warmed up. So keep that in mind as well, too. So when you get to the gym, so, six so, weeks so, wait, after wait, you... wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. You're confusing me. So how do
1: you warm up without stretching, Dr.
2: Right?
1: Oh, very easily. You just do low-impact cardiovascular exercise. So get on the elliptical, get on the bike, jog, whatever the case is, but get a general sweat going, and then you work out, and then you stretch. But you don't want to stretch gotcha. really before you lift weights. All right, it's very important. Lifting uh excuse me, stretching after lifting is how you in is how you kind of inhibit your muscle from developing adhesions and muscle contractures and knots and those kinds of things that again will create imbalance and, and contractions that will not allow you to really have a good functional uh motion throughout your limbs and your chain, your posterior and your anterior chains, which is the front and the back chain of your body. And again, it's all about achieving balance. So a great way to start is uh, one one of the things that I do is say again break up low back or excuse me break up upper body lower body and then of course core um, and on the other days on the off days if you want to get a five day a week schedule you can just do cardio and you want to give your your muscles at least one week of time to heal for the first for the first month after lifting once you get past that first month you want to change your workout up you want to change the intensity you want to kind of change This is where you can start working towards your goals. And your goals are going to determine how many sets you do, how much weight you're doing, how many repetitions you do. But in the beginning, again, it should be one to two exercises per muscle, three to four sets of of each exercise, you know, and somewhere in the range of 12 to 20 repetitions. And what you're trying to do is just get your muscle used to, to, to moving weights, again, ready to acclimate to exercise. If your goal is to put on mass, you can't just start bodybuilding out of the blue. You have to get into a program that will allow you to acclimate your body to exercise and therefore build a foundation that you can then grow from. Because if you start bodybuilding out of nowhere, again, you may start to put on some mass, you get injured, and there goes all the mass and all the time and all the effort and all those extra sets that you put in and all the money on on the supplements that you spent and everything is out the window. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Take your time for the first six weeks. Again, just calisthenics biometrics, body weight exercises, these types of things along with cardio. Working on the core, building the foundation. From there, about a month of just upper body, lower body, core splits, getting your body used to moving some weights. And then from there, you can really start to work on your goals, whether it's bodybuilding, whether it's toning and cutting down, whether it's increasing your strength. And one thing that I recommend to people most of the time is to do periodization. Start out with strength training. Build as much strength as you can. Then move into bodybuilding. Build as much mass as you can because the more the more weight that you can move more times, the more muscle that you can build. And once you've built that, then you want to go ahead and you want to change up your, your workout routine again to start to cut things down. So you know if you're looking at long term, just getting healthy, it's a great way to do things. Um, it's it's six weeks of just plyometrics, you know, light weights. These kinds, or excuse me, no weights yet, body weight then a month of very light weight, getting your body used to exercise. And then you can start to exercise your muscles more than once a week because they're used to recovering quicker. And those things are very important. And uh, next week what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about a little bit more about what types of nutrients and supplements, what types of things are good to help you with your workouts. So this week we're helping you guys create plans. If you have any questions, tweet us at Dr. Ray T at ISPSO. Let us know what's on your mind. You can ask us throughout the week. Again, if you have any specific questions, don't forget to tweet. If you have a question and you want, you want to get on air, call in. Uh, we got 347-637-3978. We'll answer any questions you guys have about working out right now on the air as well, too. Um, so that about does it. Manny, what do you think? Any questions about uh, how to get back into the exercise?
2: And, Dr. Ray, I think you've got to develop some type of Dr. Ray mobile app, brother like a mobile app with uh exercises, workouts, uh health information, nutrition information. Obviously we'll put some stuff about frontier spine and health in there, but uh man, you got to come out with a Dr. Ray app, brother, with your
1: face right there on everybody's on everybody's uh home screen on their phone. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if everybody's going to want to look at me every day, but uh I'll tell you what, Um, that information, that information is readily available. You know, uh, I know an app makes things convenient, but I'm here for you guys, you know, call into the show, let us know whatever it is that you need and, and you can get that same information. Um, and this is, this is the type of stuff that, and the type of information that I, that I provide for all my patients as well too. You know, I, I really practice lifestyle medicine. It's about getting you physically, chemically, and emotionally balanced. And when you achieve that balance, you can heal from anything. It does not matter exactly what it is. As long as you are alive, you've got the ability to heal. you just got to keep that balance going. So uh, I tell you what, let's go ahead and hit a uh, a quick break. Manny, I want you to hit us with the ISPS events. Or i tell you what, Manny, why don't you go ahead and hit us with the ISPS events right now, right now, all right, and then we'll go ahead and, and I think we've got uh, – I think we've got Mr. Dwork on the line, so we'll go ahead and we will bring him in in a moment. But real quick, Manny, uh, hit us up with the ISPS events going on so that we can keep all of our players here in South Florida informed and around the world informed, and then we'll go ahead and we'll start talking some uh, Miami sports here with Mr. Dwork from CBS.
2: Not a problem, Dr. Ritt. Thank you, brother. And um, just to let everybody know that everybody that's been trying to get onto our website, our website is currently – under construction, ISPSsoftball.com, but uh, ISPS radio is fully functional still, uh, that I know of last time I checked. So you can still listen into all the radio shows, but um, the main website is currently down. But I can still tell you about some upcoming tournaments this weekend at Mills Pond, uh, Men's Upper and Lower, as well as Hudson, Florida up there close to uh, Tampa, Florida. We have the uh, Midnight Madness on Saturday. Then uh, August 29th, we have a tournament in St. Augustine. That's at Treaty Park. Uh, Then um, we have, oh, we have a, uh, Cash for Worlds. So, all those teams that are participating in Worlds and need some money for travel, for um, tournament entry fees, for some uniforms, because the uniform rule is in effect for World Championships, uh, there's going to be a Get Cash for Worlds tournament in uh, Fort Lauderdale at Mills Palm Park. That's September 26th. And last but not least, I wanted to give a shout-out to Peter Taylor. Peter Taylor from the Bahamas, Dr. Ray. He was named the uh, July Director of the Month for ISPS, International Slow Pitch Softball. So congratulations to Peter. I know he listens into the show all the time. Uh, Congratulations. He is the uh, July 2015 Director of the Month. And uh, that's pretty much it, Doctor Ray. Do you want to go into a commercial, or uh, what do you want to do, Doctor Ray? It's your show, brother.
1: Uh, I tell you what. If we've got David on the line, let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and let's uh, and bring in David here, and uh, let's start talking about some fantasy. Let's start talking about some Miami Dolphins football. Let's start talking some NFL, baby. I am excited. All righty. I think we got him, David. How we doing, tonight? <laughs> hey, man. I think he's on the line, Dr. Ray. David, are you on with us?
3: I'm here. I'm here. Awesome.
1: Good to hear you, my man. Yes, sir. We got you now. How how you doing tonight? How's everything going?
3: Everything's going well, man. Everything is very good. We're getting into the thick of uh,
1: preseason,
3: getting towards the regular season. Dolphins are looking strong, so uh, things are very good right now
1: definitely. That's, that's excellent. So, uh, we're, let me ask you, were you, you were just at the joint practice with the, uh, with the Panthers, right?
3: No, I'm not up. I'm still down here in uh, South Florida. Unfortunately, uh, I um. can't get up there for, for the workouts, but, uh, you know, I've been tracking everything that's been going on and, uh, seems like the Dolphins had a pretty good day today. Tannehill was dealing as he has been throughout camp. The defense has just as dominant, the defensive line specifically Sue and Wake. Uh, Sue and Cam Wake both had amazing days and uh, I mean aside from you know the injury of Lewis Delmas which is obviously a big blow to the defense uh, it was a pretty good day for the Dolphins up there in South Carolina
1: definitely uh, a couple injuries in this practice not only for the uh, for the Dolphins but also for the uh, for the Panthers big blow for them as well too Um, any word about how these injuries happened I I think they were both non-contact correct
3: Yeah, both of them were non-contact injuries. Uh, They planted and, you know, twisted the knee their own way. I mean, you see see a lot of that happen with the artificial turf, but uh, after practice, uh, Rashard Matthews, one of the Dolphins receivers, was asked about the quality of the field, and he was even saying that the grass was a little longer than it should be, and it was wet when they first got started out there. So whether or not that contributed to the injuries, you know, we don't know but it certainly would seem that something was going on as two guys suffered season ending knee injuries minutes apart on the same field so
1: yeah you know that's that's always one of those things you know can you blame it can you say it was the field um you know i think that i think that you know just one time you can't really call it but man like you said two injuries just minutes apart i mean it it makes you really wonder but uh it, it's definitely one of those things where Equipment goes a long way, making sure you have the right length cleats on, all those things, it all it all comes into play there. But um sad news for, for the Dolphins and both of the Panthers as well, too. I know uh I was looking forward to seeing Delmas back there. That guy's a heavy hitter, um and, and definitely, you know, somebody that kinda can patrol that that backfield and, and make sure that nobody's coming over the middle. Um what do you think we're gonna do now to replace that?
3: Well, for the time being, the Dolphins, uh, a lot of the coaching staff have faith in uh, Walt Aikens. He stepped in and uh, took over for Delmuth in practice today, and I suspect uh, he'll be in there uh, from here on out unless Miami decides to make a move, whether in free agency or try to make a trade acquisition. But, I mean, Akins is a guy, you know, playing his second year in the league. Didn't get a whole lot of playing time last year, but coaches really liked what he did during practice. He was you know, solid contributor when he did get on the field. Uh, he's been doing well so far in training camp when he's been running with the second team. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually very anxious to see what he can do playing consistently with the ones because, you know, when, when you don't really get the opportunities, you don't necessarily know you could have a diamond in the rough and you'd never find out. So, you know, based on what the coaching staff has said and what I've seen, you know, I'm anxious to see what he can do. I actually, you know, it may not hurt it it's not going to hurt us as bad as Kelvin Benjamin's injury is going to hurt Carolina. That's for sure. Miami's deep on defense and, you know, I think one way or another, they're going to be okay. But Benjamin's injury, I mean, that throws a wrench into their whole offensive plan because he was going to be their guy. They don't have five capable receivers like the Dolphins do. They're short on that. You know, they've got a great tight end in Greg Olson, but I mean, you know, Steve Smith is gone. Brandon LaFell is gone. So Benjamin was going to be their guy. And then, Later in practice, the next guy up, who's rookie Devin Funches, they drafted him this year. Then he gets hurt. He tweaks the hamstring. It doesn't look like he's going to be out that long. But I mean, if you're a Panthers fan, you just have to be like shaking your head, wondering what could happen next. You know, it's frustrating. I feel for them. I really
2: do. Now, David. Yeah, I mean, uh, I understand that. I'm sorry. I'm Go sorry, ahead, Dr. Ray. David, I don't know if you saw what happened at the. Uh, the Cowboys and Rams joint practice. What are, what are your thoughts on joint practices, and, and, and what do you think after this incident the NFL is going to do moving forward?
3: Well, the NFL for now is kind of taking a hands-off approach because the teams seem to be policing it on their own and disciplining their players. So I don't know necessarily if the NFL is going to step in, but you have to think as these joint practices become more and more common, which they have over the last few years, uh, you have to think that there's going to have to be some kind of protocol, whether it's internally with each specific team, because, I mean, as you mentioned, you know, the Rams-Cowboys fight, we saw the Redskins and the Texans get into a couple of brawls when they were practicing together. And, you know, it's happening all over. Uh, I think I also saw somewhere that the Steelers got into one today. So it, it's something that it seems like it's a problem. It's happening a lot, but I mean, maybe they just kind of brush it off and say, you know what, it's training camp, you know, What will really make a change, to be honest, is when somebody gets hurt. If somebody goes out in one of these brawls and gets hurt, like if uh, Geno Smith's injury would have been during an on-the-field brawl, then you might see the NFL step in. Because they usually wait until something really bad happens. They don't act proactively. So I think until something like that happens, you're not going to see the NFL get involved with it.
1: Yeah, I I think you're right about that one. Um, you know, as I mentioned, these you know these little brawls and these things, it, it's natural. I mean, it happens out. I remember when I was in high school, I, I got in a couple fights out there, and, and you know what I mean? It's just part of the game. Your emotions run high. You're trying to win a spot right now, especially in preseason. You know, and for these guys, you know, their careers sometimes are even on the job, so it's understandable. Um, I believe, um, but it's definitely you know it's definitely something that that is you know, up to this point, not caused any injuries. So I think, you know, it's a good thing that the NFL is not really trying to step in and police because overall I think it's good for for the players to, you know, practice against somebody else. It's almost like you get that, that jamboree game. You know, you get to go out there and, and, and see what somebody else is like, trying to, you know, hook the corner on somebody else or whatever the case is, you know. But, um, David, what I did want to do was get to your, uh, your top 70 wide receivers here. And, you know, Manny said, hey, we don't have a lot of Dolphins um, in the top twenty, um, you know, but I'll tell you what we do have a lot of dolphin receivers that are very capable. We might not have one guy that's lights out like Calvin Johnson, but you know we've got a we've got a, a really deep squad here, and I think that that's important because, like you saw today, I mean, your your number one guy goes down, what are you going to do? You know, and we've got a lot of guys that are that are ready to go. So tell us a little bit about um, this top seventy here, and you did have Kelvin Benjamin ranked number fourteen, um, and that's that's you know. That's a, pretty big, that's a pretty big guy to go down there. So uh, your highest-ranked Dolphin is, is Jarvis Landry at 28. Um, I'm interested to see where you think Devontae Parker is going gonna, is gonna to end up ranking this year. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you see for the Dolphins receivers and, and some other guys that you see might be climbing the boards this year.
0: Well,
3: as far as the Dolphins receivers go, I mean, at this moment, they don't have, you know, like a big-name guy. Like when you say top 20, that, you know, that's in the whole league. So, you know, those are like the marquee-type players. And Miami could very well have two of those in the making in Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker. I mean, these guys remind me a lot of what we saw in Arizona years ago when Larry Fitzgerald first came into the league and they had Anquan Bolden. You know, it could be a very similar situation here in Miami if these guys look as good during games as they have during practice. And now that Parker's been activated, activated off the PUP list, He's going to work his way back in there. He'll probably, barring a setback, be ready for the regular season opener. And then you've got guys in the Dolphins like Greg Jennings. You know, he's not going to do a lot of fantasy damage, but he's going to be very productive for the Dolphins. Him and Tannehill have been already developing a strong connection, and I think he's going to be utilized more than people originally thought when he signed here. But, I mean, with the Dolphins, it's really going to be a bunch of guys collaborating to put up good numbers. The Dolphins passing offense, I think, is going to be lethal this year. Between the way Tannehill's throwing the ball and all the options they have at receiver, you throw Jordan Cameron at tight end and Deion Sims into the mix, the Dolphins are going to have a fun offense to watch this year, and it's going to be nice. And I think when it's all said and done, if you combine all the receiving stats from the Dolphins guys, you know, like most teams, it's done with two players, maybe a third. With the Dolphins, you're going to have four or five maybe even six guys if Rashard Matthews gets some snaps that could be contributing to this offense on a regular basis. So as a whole, I think they're going to put up monster numbers, but since they have so many guys to spread it around, it's hard to say that one or two of them could be a huge fantasy player. Although I will say that if, you've got, if you're in a PPR lead, Jarvis Landry will be a safe bet So he's going to catch 80, 90 catches. So if you're in a PPR lead, Jarvis Landry would be ranked a bit higher. i just throw that in there.
1: Definitely. So, so these rankings that you have here, these are for standard leagues, which do not count points per reception. These are touchdown leagues only and yardage, correct?
3: In either league it kind of evens out because like I might bump a couple PPR guys up a few spots higher than I would if uh, it was straight standard. So I try to make it a little bit general um, but, yeah, for the most part, it's standard scoring. I, I give a little bit of bump to, the, like, the PPR guys that are really going to make a difference and catch a ton of passes.
1: Gotcha. So uh, some of those guys you're thinking might be, like, a Brandon Cooks, like an Emmanuel Sanders, uh, uh, obviously a also a uh, uh, a Landry, you know, these types of players where they're going to be catching a lot of balls, you know, maybe not have a very high yard per catch rate. Um, maybe get some good yak and, uh, you know, but just be a, a good possession receiver a guy that's going to get a lot of targets every week. Um, so guys, check that out. You can find that, um, on miami.tbslocal.com You can check it out. Um, under David's profile, he's got the top 70 wide receivers there with a little bit of information about each one. Um, so I definitely suggest you guys go ahead and check that out. Um, David, you guys also have a little bit of a ranking here for the quarterbacks and for the fantasy running backs. Are these lists compiled by everybody over at CBS Miami, or how's that working?
3: No, it's just me that puts these together. I've had a system that uh, I've used for fantasy football for the last few years um, that helps me to develop rankings based on what I saw last year, what the stats were last year, what I think they're going to be this year. And so, you know, I use that to come up with my rankings, and then I just post them and you know, give a little bit of a thought about all the players. And, you know, I, I just want to help people to draft better because I know that, you know, a good draft will make or break your season. And, you know, for me personally, when I play fantasy football, I, I like to have a lot of information when I go into my draft so I can leave that draft feeling like, you know, I made educated, smart moves to the kind of team that I want to have. So, you know, ultimately the goal is just to help people out with their drafts. I mean, I love fantasy football. It's been something I've been playing for a long time. It's a lot of fun. You know, I have my whole family involved. My wife is super competitive. You'd, you'd probably be surprised with how she slams her computer shut when her player doesn't do well. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Everybody loves fantasy football. And, uh, you know, I thought it would be a good way to get involved doing it at work and start, co- you know, compiling my rankings since I did all this work anyway. So, for the last few years, that's what I've been doing at CBS.
1: Excellent. All right. Sounds like we got a call, text, or tweet. Man, you hit us. Yo, know,
2: Dr. Ray and um, David, I got uh, Ryan Levier over here on uh, Twitter. He's, um, he's talking about Sue, and I wanted to ask David, what, what did he, uh, what does he think so, so far about Sue and in, in the, in the joint practice with the Panthers? I think with Sue, uh,
3: everything that you could have imagined when the Dolphins signed him, all the good things that you were thinking were to come to the offense defense. I think from what we've seen so far in training camp and it continued today in the joint practices, it's even better than our wildest dreams could have been. He looks so good. He makes it look so easy. And, you know, it was you didn't necessarily want to say how amazing it was going to be because he had just been working against, you know, the Dolphins' offensive line. But when you see him against other players, you saw what he did in his brief uh, time against Chicago – what he did to the Carolina Panthers' offensive line today. I mean, this guy is a beast. He is going to transform nice. the Dolphins' defense, and Dolphins fans are going to love him. Those number 93 jerseys are going to be popping up everywhere as his career yes, in
2: Yes, sir. David, one last question from me personally. What's, what, what, what's going to be the uh, final wins and losses record of the Dolphins this year?
3: Um. I'm going to say they're going to win either 10 or 11 games. I'm pretty confident, especially the, the schedule in the first half of the season, uh, that if they play as well as they're looking right now, they can be a 10 or 11 win team. I think they end the playoff drought this year, and depending on you know, what kind of situation the team is in at the end of the season, you know, if they're playing well, if they're not dealing with that many injuries and they head into the playoffs you know, not really hurting, then uh, they could do some damage. I mean, Miami, Miami could seriously be a sleeper team this year. It's something I think the fans of South Florida have been yes, waiting sir. for, and I think it's something that they're ready for, and hopefully this is the year that it starts to happen.
1: Yes, sir. That's excellent, it for me, Dr. I, I... Roy. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm excited about the Dolphins' season uh, for sure, and you know, I think it's going to be great. I mean, from what I've seen so far, we got Lamar Miller. He's looking explosive. Uh, the O line looks like they're, you know, starting to get cohesive there. Uh, you know, like David said, all the reports coming in from Tannehill is just that he's really, really progressing. Um, so, uh, you know, as long as defense stays healthy, as long as we stay healthy, I think that we're going to be um, in pretty good shape here. And, and uh, David, what do you think about our our uh, out of conference schedule this year? Do you think we're we we got a pretty good chance at winning most of those games, or? What do you think about our, our out-of-conference schedule? Do you think we're, we're a little bit rougher on that schedule? What are you thinking about this year? What's the outlook for that?
3: Well, uh, this year, as far as out-of-conference, we're going to be uh, matching up against the NFC East, which, you know, is Giants, Cowboys, uh, Redskins, and Eagles. And uh, all those teams seem to play really tough. They play each other really tough. The Giants, they, they could be a potential 10-win team this year, Dallas. You know, they were really good. They were a playoff team last year. Uh, they could certainly repeat that kind of performance again this year. Philadelphia, they've got a crazy good offense and Chip Kelly system over there. That's a scary team to play against. And, you know, Dolphins playing Washington in the, in the week one season opener. Hopefully, you know, for the Dolphins' sake, they don't have a breakout year. You know, they've got issues at quarterback. Their defense has holes. So, Washington could probably be the fourth-place team in that division, which is nice that Miami Jets them to open the season. But uh, it'll be a challenge for Miami. You know, the Giants game is at home on Monday night, so that'll be a lot of fun. That's the game that uh, the Dolphins going to wear the throwback jerseys, and that's something I'm personally really excited about. I've been wanting to wear throwbacks for a long time. So uh, it's a tough out-of-conference schedule, but, it, you know, it, it'll depend. If Miami is as good as we're hoping that they are and as good as they look right now, then you know, it won't be as tough, and the teams will be dreading playing the Dolphins instead of the other way around.
1: Excellent. That's what I like to hear. All right. Well, uh, David, what do you think about our next preseason game? Is there anything that you're going to be looking for in particular, any players that, you're, that you think that the uh, coaches are going to be looking at in particular, anybody that we're looking to try to get a read on here as we move into the season? Are there any position battles or anything like that that we should be looking for during these preseason games now?
3: Uh, yeah, there's a couple position battles. I mean, there's, you know, the offensive guard situation, which is really it's coming down to Dallas Thomas, uh, Billy Turner, and rookie Jamel Douglas. You know, unless they do uh, something like signing in Evan Mathis, it'll be two of those guys at the two guard spots. And right now it looks like Thomas and Turner are the ones that are doing well. They're, the expectations are certainly not high for either of them, but it seems that they put in the work in the offseason and they're growing as, you know, a couple of higher draft picks should. Um, Another position battle would be the second starting cornerback job. Um, Dolphins have been giving Jamar Taylor a good shot at it. You know, Taylor now entering his third year in the league with the Dolphins. Um, You know, he's a guy that I'm sure they'd like to see succeed. But also, you know, Bryce McCain, who's a free agent that the Dolphins brought in, he's also been playing well. You know, they've both been flashing some good things. Um, So that's a nice battle to watch because it seems as though whoever ends up getting the job, you're going to be happy with. Um, so that's something nice. Um, aside from that, uh, things I'm interested in watching for in the game, I want to see how the running backs play. I mean, we know that Lamar Miller is going to be the number one guy, and he looks amazing, as you mentioned. So it's going to come down to, you know, who are going to be the last guys on the roster. I think it really comes down to uh, Mike Gilleslie, um, The new guy, Demetrius Bronson, has been playing pretty well. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and then well, Mike James is another one who, uh, you know, those three guys could be certainly on a roster bubble, depending on how many running backs the Dolphins want to keep. You know, Lamar Miller, obviously, he's a lock to make the lineup. I don't think they're going to do anything to get rid of uh, rookie Jay Ajay. Um, you know, he people talk about him as being the steal of the draft, and he hasn't really shown it yet. But, you know, the Dolphins aren't going to get rid of him. So, you know, that's something that I want to keep an eye on, is which running backs play well. Obviously, the kicking battle is something that I'm keeping a close eye on. And, you know, Andrew Franks is the rookie. He's got a really powerful leg. I've liked what I've seen from him during training camp, but neither one of them are making field goals with the consistency that you'd like. Sturgis really concerns me because, you know, as I mentioned, Franks has a crazy strong leg. He has long field goals with ease. Sturgis, he doesn't have that same uh, ability, and he also struggles with kickoffs. So, you know, currently I'm not particularly confident in either of them, but, you know, at the end of the day, one of them is going to win the job unless Miami brings in a veteran that gets cut later in uh, the preseason. So that's something that I'm going to keep an eye on as well.
2: Hey and Dave, uh, what right.
1: what
2: about uh what about London, man? Are are they uh, are they sending you over over to London? <laughs> no,
3: unfortunately, uh, they like to have me right here where, you know, at home where the station is. Uh, keeping you me.
2: safe, keeping you safe.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the only person that might drag <laughs> me out to London for that game is my wife, but that that's another story.
1: Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There you go. Get some driving on the other side of the road done. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, David, thanks for joining us here tonight. Uh, we are out of time here on the Hot Corner, but we do want to thank David for stopping by. Uh, great insight to, to what to look for in, in the games coming up now and, and what's going on behind the scenes with the Dolphins. Um, want to thank you, Manny, again, for putting everything here together tonight. If you guys have any follow-up questions about our how to get back into shape after being inactive for a while, Feel free to let us know throughout the week. Um, David, before we sign off, go ahead and remind everybody where it is that they can find you again and uh, where to check out some of your blogs. Uh, You
3: can find my writing on cbsniami.com. Just click on the sports page and, uh, you know, it's all right there. I have a blog on there, uh, the Dwork on Sports blog. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter, at David Dwork, and, you know, that's where I do most of my damage.
1: Awesome. Excellent. Thanks again. Thanks again for joining us, Manny. Thanks for putting it all together. Guys, thanks for listening. We really no appreciate problem. it. We're looking we're looking forward to next week. Again, if you want to get into that Hot Corner Fantasy Football League, let us know. We got room for four more teams, five more teams. Uh, so let us know. We're trying to get a full 14-team league in here. So let us know if you guys are interested. You can let us know throughout the week. We're going to probably uh, get our draft in the Wednesday before the regular season. Um, and we'll do it right here live on air. So if you guys want, hit us up, let us know. We're ready to rock and roll with the Hot Corner Fantasy Football League. And, uh, again, thanks for, for listening in, guys. Next week we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, supplements and, and workout nutrients and different things, but what you should take before and after your workouts. Uh, so if you're interested, go ahead and listen in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel here on the Hot Corner. We want to thank everybody for listening. Again, I'm Dr. Ray. Until next week, everybody, be well and have a great one.
0: Just heard the, the Hot, Hot Corner, Corner Show yes. on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with a softball playing chiropractor and official chiropractor of ISPS, Dr. Ray Tolmos, and Commissioner of International Slow Pitch Softball, Manuel T. Ferrero third Remember to follow the show and hosts on Twitter and Facebook at ISPSO, at DRRAYT.
3: Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure. And with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com Motive to
2: start getting great audio for your content now. That's shur ecom forward slash M-O-T-I-V.